Good afternoon, this is Ketchel Kirkham with Looking Up. A few minutes in the middle of the week to think about astronomical things. Now, I'm here in this fine music radio studio with Professor John Compton, who's a just-retired geologist, Professor Emeritus of the University of Cape Town. Good afternoon, John. Hi, Ketchel. Nice to be here. Now, John has recently produced a beautiful book called Interpreting Earth, A History of Geology Through Encounters with Table Mountain. Um, And I'm going to put details on the write-up to the podcast on the FMR website about how you can obtain this book. But actually, what I want to talk to John about is exoplanets and geology. And because this is a very interesting topic for me, knowing nothing about geology... And, you know, exoplanets, these are planets outside of our solar system. We've studied quite a bit about planets within our solar system, but how people say, oh, well, the the planets in other solar systems are likely to be similar to ours. Um, Does that mean similar in the way the dust and the rocks are and the geological processes? Do we know anything, really, John? Well, I think we often, of course, use our solar system as a at least an initial point of understanding. And in our case, the heavier materials, the rocky bits, are of course closer to the sun. So we have the inner so-called terrestrial planets, which have these uh, rocks that are similar to what we have on Earth. And then there are the outer planets, which are basically big dirty snowballs. So the assumption would be that if the other planets out there are associated with a star similar to ours that you would expect a similar composition at least for the inner planets versus the outer but the more critical point that astronomers would look for at least initially is the orbit the relative orbit of those planets around their star and whether or not they're in the sweet spot of the habitable zone. So that's where it's not too hot, where you're too close to the star, or not too far where it's too cold. And that's, of course, where Earth sits, fortunately for us. And that's very dramatically displayed when you look at Mars or you look at Venus, you know, not very habitable at all. Hmm. So now one thing I I don't understand is sometimes astronomers talk about a dead planet because it doesn't have any geological processes. Are they talking about volcanoes or the the core of a planet or what what do they mean? Yeah, a dead planet would be one that is no longer dynamic. And so, although many people aren't consciously aware of this, Earth is dynamic on very long timescales, geological timescales, through, of course, plate tectonics. And plate tectonics on Earth is ultimately driven by the fact that we still have a very hot a solid and molten core. And that heat drives motion within the rest of the planet through convective overturn. A bit like your coffee cup, if you put it down on the counter, it cools. And if you look very carefully, you'll see convection occurring in your coffee cup. And that's just a natural phenomenon that hot things want to come to equilibrium with their cooler surroundings. And the most efficient way to do that is through convection. And what convection does is it has rising plumes of hotter material which cool at the surface, and then those get taken back down into the Earth's mantle, and this mixing is the most efficient way for Earth to cool. 
And eventually, of course, Earth will get cold enough that plate tectonics will come to a halt. And then we won't have these beautiful mountains and new ocean basins forming all the time. And we won't have volcanoes in Iceland going off either. That's right. That's right. So that's, you know, you sort of want plate tectonics on a planet, exoplanet, because it suggests that at least the materials are being cycled over and over again. And that's probably more conducive to life than on a planet that, say, that has ceased. Mm, okay, now, now I get it. Okay, so we want dynamism because we want change, and change produces this sort of fertile mix for things happening. Right. And this is what we're going to be looking for when all these big telescopes come on stream and we'll be looking at the light spectra, breaking the light down from those exoplanets and seeing, okay, well, the reflected light, I guess, it's coming through the star and right. saying, okay, what chemicals are there on that planet so far away? Yeah, uh, and It gets quite complicated. Yeah, but in particular, it's looking at, of course, the composition of the atmosphere is key. Mm. So Earth's atmosphere is very unique, certainly among the planets in our solar system, uh, primarily because it, of course, has so much oxygen, which is very fortunate for us animals because we rely on oxygen to metabolize. Um, it allowed for large organisms like ourselves to evolve. And, but it's undoubtedly very rare. And if you can find planets with oxygen in the atmosphere, that would be a real red flag mm -hmm. that, wow, this is really... And it's in the habitable zone. That would be definitely a planet to shoot for. So this is where the astronomers are going hunting right now. Um, Professor John Compton, thank you very much for talking to us about a bit about the geology of, of planets in other solar systems and indeed our own. And for now, this is Ketchel Kirk and wishing us clear skies. If 